Who wants to be a superhero? Ryan Keen's for dead. And as the superhero known as Spearhawk, he has, by all accounts, led a charmed life. Ryan has become one of the most preeminent heroes of the Cape's Corps, earning him the admiration of friend and foe alike. However, what the public doesn't know is that Ryan, like every other superhero and villain, or heel as they're known in the business, all work for the same secret organization known only as the Board. Secretly, the Board pits heroes and heels against each other in public bouts known as capers, in which spectacle and popularity rules the day. With a nearly flawless win record, Ryan has become one of the most successful and popular heroes to date. However, the traumatic events of Hopper Station left him questioning everything he knows about his life as a fake hero. Now looking for answers to questions he never thought to ask before, Ryan finds himself in uncertain territory as he sets to find his missing friends Clan and Waterfall, the latter of which is taken into custody against their will by the Board of Inquiry. To make matters more complicated, Ryan also has to unpack his romantic feelings to his close friend Sleek, whose recent act of violence left them both shocked and appalled. Ryan knows that his new course of action is perilous. He has to be careful not to draw the attention of the Board with his questions. For this is a dangerous world for those who don't play their part in this theater of heels. Support me on Patreon! Previously on Theater of Heels, the city of Majestic is in shock. Beloved superhero and member of the Capes Corps, Sprinter, was shot when he saved a bystander from an armed gunman. To everyone's surprise, Weatherman and Princess Crash, who were also on the scene, rushed Sprinter to the hospital where they left him in the care of the emergency room staff. Hours have passed since this brutal incident, and the city collectively holds its breath as they await the hero's fate. And now, I present you with our current episode. Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Heroes, Heist, and Heels, Part 7, Shadowed Fate, Chapter 34, Unexpected Business. What do you want? The businessman, regard the still conscious members of the room with open palms. His telepathic voice echoed in their minds. What? I can't come by the hospital to show my concern for one of your teammates? Slick and Ryan looked at each other before they faced the businessman and said in unison, No. no. The businessman cocked his head. Heh. <laughs> You're right. I could care less what happens to zippity doo da. Ryan snapped. Hey! You watch your mouth. His spear suddenly appeared in his hand as Ryan took a threatening step towards the psychic. The businessman's voice thundered. Watch yourself, Mr. Kingsford. The Cape's Corps already has one member's life on the line. You don't want to be the second, do you? Ryan grabbed his head and took an involuntary step back. Are you <clears throat> threatening me? Dear me. You are dense. I thought I was being quite clear. Yes, Mr. Kingsford. I am threatening you. Sleek moved in a blur as her energy cannon popped out of the top of her forearm as she aimed it at the businessman. Harm him again. She growled, still holding the unconscious April protectively to her chest. And I will end you. The businessman regarded her coldly. You're welcome to try. I will do more than try, snarled Sleek. Thanks to my cybernetic enhancements, I know exactly where you're standing. And, incidentally, 
what you look like. The businessman stiffened. Slate continued. I've already programmed my computer to target you, if it senses any changes in my brain activity. If you like, you can read my mind to verify, but who knows if that might trigger my automated defenses. The businessman's actual voice came out nasally in an underused croak. You're... you're bluffing, Slick said. Nice pajama pants. Okay. Locke finally spoke up, sounding slightly amused. Now that everyone is finished beating their world trials, let's get down to business. Sparehawk, put that weapon down. You're not going to stab anyone. Stand down, Sleek. You've made your point. He stabbed a massive finger at the businessman. You've been repeatedly warned about empty threats, Bert. Ryan looked up at the telepath. Your name is Bert? Shut up! Locke said. Bert, tell them why we're here. Bert, the businessman, glanced up at the massive stone figure. His telepathic voice asked sarcastically. You mean I can talk to them now? The floor trembled as Block lumbered forward. The businessman went very still as the stone giant loomed over him. All eyes tracked Block's massive hand as he pointed down at the telepath. His voice came out low and hard. You will remember who you are addressing, Pond. The silent room was punctuated with a very audible gulp. Yes, sir. Blot leaned back and nodded. The businessman edged back from the leader of the Capes Corps. He took a moment to compose himself before he turned towards the others. Ryan could feel the seething hatred emanating from the telepath. He despised them for witnessing his moment of weakness. The businessman then pointed at Ryan. I'm here for you! Ryan's eyes bulged. Me? Why? Why? My god, you are stupid! Hey! Ryan snapped. You can't talk to me like that! No. The businessman shook his head. I can't talk to him like that. He pointed a thumb back at Block. You, however, I can say whatever I damn well please. Ryan looked at Block for confirmation. The giant merely shrugged with a smirk. Block might demand respect for himself, but he could care less if his subordinates received any of the same treatment. Besides, you are the fool who not only barged into this hospital minus your suit and mask, asked about Sprinter, and brought along a civilian little girl. He judged a finger at April. Your sister! Ryan stared at April. I was just trying to get here. I didn't think about that. Obviously. You have no idea how much damage control we had to implement because of your impromptu excursion. If not for us, your little trip to the hospital would have been on the front cover of every tabloid from here to infinity. Your sister's face would have been on the cover of every one of those stories. Oh, God. Ryan gaped at Sleek. Is this true? Sleek looked at him with a kind yet sad expression before she nodded slowly. Yes, it's true. The businessman snapped. Next time you think about gallivanting anywhere and pushing your hero identity around, 
Make sure it's above board. Believe me, you don't want to encounter my contemporaries who deal with the things that are not. The Board of Inquiry, Ryan thought. The very same. The businessman answered his unspoken response. The telepath let the room based in attention for a moment before continuing. Now that I have sufficiently garnered your attention, the businessman said smugly, let's get down to business. Slate looked up, suddenly wary. Business? What business? Well, the public needs a distraction in this oh-so-dire moment, said the businessman. He waved a hand at Ryan. And your boyfriend? Excuse me, your friend, Spearhawk, here will provide the perfect venue to divert the masses' fickle attention. The human side of Slick's face flushed crimson. Despite her obvious embarrassment, she continued, What kind of distraction? Well, an impromptu caper, of course. A caper, said Ryan. Slick growled, Impromptu? In his peripheral vision, Ryan saw Block nod. So, he's in on this, thought Ryan. He most certainly is, the businessman answered him privately. To the rest, he said, Yes, and this caper is a good one at that. Ryan snapped, I'm in no mood to do a caper right now. The businessman touched his heart sarcastically. Dear me, you must have me confused with your therapist. Because I certainly didn't ask you about your feelings. You're doing this, Caper. He regarded Sleek coldly. Alone. Sleek protested. He's not going anywhere without me. The businessman took her tirade in stride. If you don't like this plan, you could take it up with my superiors. Sleek stared at him for a stunned moment of silence before she rocked back on her heels. The businessman grunted in satisfaction. He turned back to Ryan and dramatically waved his hands. Now, picture this. The brave hero Sprinter's life hangs in the balance in the desperate hands of the doctors at this hospital. He waved towards the window. An impromptu crowd of well-wishers gathered to show their respect for their beloved hero. That is when one of Sprinter's arch enemies decides to take advantage of his foe's vulnerability and attack him when he's down. Not caring who or what gets in their way, the villain strikes and the crowd panics. Who will save them in their desperate? Sleek growled. You already used that word. So sue me, snapped the businessman. He continued with a little less enthusiasm. Where was I? Oh yes. Who will rise up and save them during their time of need? He pointed at Ryan. None other than Sprinter's best friend and compatriot, Spearhawk. Ryan glared at him. Do I have a choice? Kaboom! Does that answer your question? Now go break a leg. The businessman snapped his fingers and suddenly he was gone. Sleek, however, stared at the door as it swung closed, indicating his departure was a little less magical than it seemed. Both Mr. Fox and April jumped as if they just heard the explosion. April gripped Sleek tighter, screaming, What was that? 
Mr. Fox leapt to his feet and darted to the windows. There's some huge commotion outside. I think a villain's attacking the crowd. Ryan glanced down and wasn't surprised to see his folded suit lying on the chair with his mask on top. He picked it up and sighed. You two stay here and protect the hospital. I'll go check it out. April untangled herself from sleep and ran to him. No! She flung her little arms around his legs. He patted her back gently. I'm sorry, but I have to go. April pulled away and looked into his eyes with tears streaming down hers. But what if you get hurt? I won't, Ryan told her, hoping he wasn't lying. I'll be back as fast as I can. Promise? She asked. He cupped her chin in his hand and kissed her forehead. Promise. With that, Ryan spun for the door, hoping he wouldn't break his word. Discover what's happening on the next episode of Theater Heals after these messages. As a surgical team works to save Sprinter's life, a villain attacks the hospital, and it's up to Ryan to stop them. Ryan is enraged to have this impromptu caper suddenly placed on his shoulders. Not only was this event created by the board to capitalize on his best friend's plight, but it's keeping him away from his loved ones during this critical moment. Ryan plans to take his frustration out on the hill he is facing, but that may prove to be harder than he expected. Tune in next week for Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Chapter 35, Trample and Trunks. See you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Theater of Heels. I hope you enjoyed my tale of heroes and villains. If you like this story, perhaps you might like other tales created by me, Christopher Chansey. I also have another podcast titled Stories by the Fire. It's an eclectic range of short stories and longer epics told in a darker ambiance. All these tales and more are available on my website, ChristopherChansey.com, and my YouTube channel. Theater of Heels and my other novels are also available on Amazon.com and other fine book retailers. If you'd like to support my work, please consider joining my Patreon family at patreon.com slash Christopher Chansey. There you get exclusive insights and sneak peeks into my work, projects, artwork, and novels, as well as get access to exclusive merch. As always, thank you for stopping by and listening. May your journey always be a heroic one. Farewell.